Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 37 of Secrets of Shadowloo. We are still in the Shadowloo Warriors section, and having finished up with the Harbingers, who are the, the rookie Shadowloo Street Fighter team, we're moving on today to a beta team, a team called Dragon Rising. Although, as we'll see, this dragon doesn't have a tremendous amount of headroom. Beta team is pretty high up the pyramid. Quote, This is the team that handles Shadowloo's more covert needs. The team itself can be found all over the world at a variety of tournaments. However, while they are brutally effective inside the arena, they are just as lethal outside as well. These are seasoned street fighters, and many have made a career out of violence. Still others only fight to keep their edge. Their true vocation is working as Shadowloo crime bosses throughout the world. Now, as we discussed a few days ago with Siren, bosses run regions for Shadowloo. So like each one of them is going to be in charge of a little bit of territory. They're going to be in charge of some kind of criminal organization, right? They're going to have people under them, and they're going to report to an overlord. So boss is a position with responsibility, and it's kind of a vital position because the boss forms a link between the field agents who don't know the overlord or even necessarily know who the overlord is, and the overlord who's going to be too busy to know the field agents. So boss is a responsible, important position. Because bosses are so important, it's kind of weird to have a whole Street Fighter team composed of them, because for them to go to a tournament, they all have to kind of take their hands off the wheel at whatever their regular jobs are. And maybe that would be fine if Dragon Rising just did tournaments. But as the text says, Shadowloo also uses them for a whole variety of different missions. So they're presumably going to get sent places to like kidnap people, kill people, put down rivals to Shadowloo in various locations around the world. That's involved and dangerous work to put like a crack team of managers on while they're still trying to run the store back home. But okay, I can accept it. Leaving a street gang or a ninja clan without its leader for a few days, maybe even having to promote from within if a mission goes sideways, fine. But sometimes that's not quite what we're talking about, which brings us to today's street fighter, Quaso. Quote, Quaso, the text here says that Quaso means fast hands. Quaso, fast hands, learned to fight on the streets of China. He grew up getting into all kinds of trouble. His ambitions continually kept him dissatisfied. His fighting prowess relegated him to enforcer positions. He often pushed and tested his superiors and eventually began an all-out feud with them. So, okay, classic Shadowloo origin story. Fought his way up from the rough-and-tumble streets, presumably born poor, although no confirmation on that. He gets into crime with his martial arts prowess. He starts fighting his bosses. Once he shows the requisite level of insubordination, Shadowloo shows up and says, hey, it looks like you can't follow orders. Come work for us. He accepted, and so they started giving him jobs. Quote, his first assignment was to take over his old crime gang. Now, Quaso runs one of the largest trafficking operations in all of China. End quote. So he's really moved up in the criminal world. But I was not prepared for how much he had moved up. Quote, he sits on Shadaloo's regional council for that area and deals directly with the Asian overlord on a regular basis. The Asian overlord. The plain reading of that sentence is that Asia has one overlord. I feel like that can't possibly be right. Although, you know, overlords work directly under dragons, and you may recall that the quote-unquote Asian dragon is actually responsible for a domain that includes places like Ukraine and Australia. So it's a, a pretty big grab bag. The Asian dragon should have no more than 33 overlords under her for that whole domain. 
And I have no idea how that's apportioned. It seems impossible that there's one overlord who's literally personally in charge of all Shadaloo operations on the continent of Asia. So there are two ways to read this that I guess are a little more reasonable. One is maybe this is a misunderstanding or just a simple mistake. And when they said Asian overlord, what they meant was Asian dragon. Now, that would imply that Quaso is himself an overlord because bosses don't really work directly with dragons, which, as we discussed pages ago, is a ridiculously high rank to have and still be out there on the Street Fighter circuit, let alone going on like violent enforcer missions. You can't be sending the guy who's responsible for like all crime and governmental infiltration in Southwest China to go lean on somebody like fucking Jules and Vincent from Pulp Fiction. But anyway, that's one possibility. The other possibility is that when it says that he deals regularly with the Asian overlord, it doesn't mean the Asian overlord, but like he's a boss who deals regularly with the overlord who happens to be Asian. Well, I guess happens to be Asian, like you're not going to send Herbert Whitington III to run criminal operations in Southwest China, but you know, you know what I mean? They mean that he's in contact regularly with his overlord who is an Asian or who is an Asian overlord in the sense of being an overlord of part of Asia. That, that doesn't seem to me to be what the text says, but it's the most reasonable reading, I think. But if we read it that way, there's just kind of a lot of um, open space in Shadaloo's coverage of this region. It's looking pretty sparse because remember, there are only like 33 overlords at most under Taiwan. And according to the text, her domain covers an area that, that has to include at least uh, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, uh, most of the Middle East, China, India, Japan, the Koreas, Malaysia, Indonesia, the Philippines, and Australia. That is just a lot of territory for 33 people to cover. So I don't know, this whole situation is very confusing to me organizationally. What we know, at least, is that Kwaso is the head of one of the largest trafficking organizations in China. He's a big name in his domain, dealing directly with the overlord. And he has a really strong resume of using his intelligence and his kung fu to clear a path for himself to rise in criminal organizations. We even know a little about Kwaso's personality. Uh, the tips for playing Kwaso read, quote, You are cunning and wily. You know that you're capable of beating most of your opponents, but you prefer to outsmart them. You are ruthless when it comes to business, and show your rivals no mercy. But I feel like even this is contradicted by Quaso's character sheet. Now, granted, he does have strong intelligence, strong manipulation, good skills for being involved in this big criminal enterprise and for being such a trusted figure in Chateloup. But when it comes to outsmarting his opponents in the ring, he's fairly simplistic. I mean, he's, he's yet another kung fu character who's, you know, a bare-chested Asian man in kung fu pants and shoes. His moveset is extremely straightforward. He doesn't have any grab technique. He doesn't have any kick technique. His offense entirely consists of punches, and his moves are the hundred-hand slap, where you repeatedly punch somebody really fast, the rekaken, where you repeatedly punch somebody fast but not quite that fast, the monkey grab punch, where you pull their hand out of the way and punch them, and the deflecting punch, where you knock their hand out of the way and punch them, and a jump. I mean, that's all he does. His entire repertoire is punch you fast. So I'm not sure how he's outsmarting people with those moves. And weirdly, he's rank four. So we know that he's an experienced street fighter as well as a high-ranking Shadaloo criminal and leader. But he has an honor of three. That's not very high in the larger context of the street fighter world, but it's, it's pretty high. I mean, a starting street fighter character gets three points of renown to split between glory and honor. So if you want your starting character to be as honorable as possible without taking the unwarranted step of spending your precious freebie points on being a very decent person instead of learning extra cool moves, uh, given that three is as high an honor as you can start with. So if you want to create a character in Street Fighter who is like 
a noble monk who would never cheat and bows to his opponents all the time and everything, they'll only have an honor three. That seems very high for someone who runs a major national criminal syndicate and sits on a regional council for Shadowloo. It seems like you wouldn't be able to avoid continually doing things that would drain you of honor in that position, unless your job doesn't entail doing very much which sometimes happens in organizations, and I think it happens in Shadowloo. I think that's the secret of Shadowloo for today. At least in this Asian domain of Taiwan, the Asian dragon, the numbers just don't add up for bosses and overlords over this tremendous geographical stretch full of major, populous, powerful, and wealthy nations. It's ridiculous to think that fewer than three dozen hands-on managers actually direct some kind of cohesive Shadowloo policy over this whole area. It makes a lot more sense to assume that a lot of the criminal operations in this region are pretty much turnkey Shadowloo acquisitions. The people on the ground do the work and know what's going on with the organization. Then they answer to a boss who is more like uh, an appointed liaison to that organization, which would be great for Quaso because he's traveling the world doing Kung Fu. He doesn't come from a background in this organization or in trafficking that we know of, but he's tough. He's good at surviving and thriving among bad people. He knows how to command respect. So he's just fine for this kind of figurehead liaison role. And then the person he's reporting to, this overlord, whether they are in fact the overlord of a region of a country or somehow the overlord of all of Asia, either way, if this overlord is theoretically in charge of at least 133rd of the entire stretch of geography between Ukraine and Australia, here too, we're, we got to be talking about a big picture person, right? I mean, I can suspend disbelief that one person can manage basically the whole Middle East, but you can't micromanage the Middle East. An overlord there or anywhere in this region would mainly be, you know, hearing a lot of reports. And I think that explains how Quaso can have an honor of three. As we've seen, the honor rules don't really have the level of resolution for this kind of administrative wrongdoing. They're more concerned with like picking up a gun or punching someone in the back. I don't think it's possible to do dishonorable paperwork. And that's probably why Quaso is so excited about getting to go out on the Street Fighter circuit. He doesn't even get a chance to do anything dishonorable in his day job for Shadowloo. You know, for a guy whose fast punching skills are what brought him to the dance, it's got to be kind of tedious having this job where his ruthlessness is kind of irrelevant. You don't push yourself to accomplish top-notch evil for five years just to have Shadowloo put you behind an evil desk. But that's what happened, and it's an unsatisfying but cushy job because, you know, ultimately the secret of Shadowloo is the Shadowloo hierarchy in Asia is fake. It seems to be a bunch of people who are ostensibly supervisors and managers, but are actually just standing out there disconnected from anything sticking their arms out to the sides and trying desperately to fill up space in this fucking pyramid, because I don't think Shadowloo has remotely the kind of robust administrative staff they'd need to actually know what the fuck is going on all over Asia. I think their Asian operation is just a bunch of low-level criminals and corrupt officials, and then above each of them, a chain of useless managers whose only job is to sign papers and have meetings with other useless managers. But not every member of Dragon Rising has so weirdly little going on. Some of them have a weirdly lot going on. Join me next time for one of those on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. 
This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power.